Bickley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. The questions have been posed on social media. Several have answered. Now we sift through the good ones on uh, Social Studies at Bickley underscore Murata. And uh, Sarah's here to take us through it. The good ones. The salty ones. The downright aggressive ones. <laughs> All yes. the ones. All the ones. We've got them all right now on social studies here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, like Vince said, they go up on our Twitter account every single day at Bickley underscore Murata. Why don't you give us a follow at Bickley underscore Murata? Yeah. Please and thank you. Uh, it helps us. It helps us as a show. So let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury said earlier this week that the Cardinals would only do one joint practice with Tennessee this week instead of two as originally planned uh, due to injury issues. Said some of his guys are beat up. So of these three options with the Cardinals offseason, what do you find most concerning heading into the season? Is it the fact that the Cardinals haven't really added more talent? Is it the injuries slash hold-ins looking at you, Marcus Golden? Or is it the lack of reps for starters in preseason play? Is it weird that Golden kind of rhymes with Holden? Golden? Um, for me, it's the talent. As we speak right now, it's the talent. Uh, every team's going to have injuries. Uh, but you know, we're, we're sitting here, I don't know, for how many days in a row talking about your cornerback room is thin. Scary. Let's uh, let's try to address that, and I think they will at a certain point. But uh, to me, that's that's my right now answer. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, same. Because I think that in terms of Marcus Golden, it just it, it just seems like his request, if if that is what it is, is very reasonable. He's very underpaid, particularly with what they hope to get from him this year. That I just don't know why that isn't a no brainer. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Uh, this was a no-brainer for our voters. 79% say the most concerning part of the offseason for them has been the fact that the Cardinals have not added more talent. 14% say it's a lack of reps for the starters. They're going to be rusty when they come out in the regular season. And only 8% say uh, they are most concerned about the injuries and or hold-ins that the Cardinals are facing right now. Jimmy from Philly says uh, not adding specifically to the defense will be the reason that this team wins seven games. Ooh. What do you think? Seven games sound about right to you? Higher, lower? Higher. I hope. By a couple. I'm in the seven and nine range right now. Okay. J Rod Card says the Which is where I was last year too, by the way. Oh, is that right? Oops. Okay. <laughs> the lack of additions where they are needed. I'm okay with minimal reps because all teams are at minimum reps. That's why week one and week two of the regular season are terrible. Uh, and then Corpse Shasta says the most concerning part of the offseason for him is that the Suns did not get Kevin Durant, <laughs> at least not to start the season, he points out. He's, he's still holding out. hope it sounds like. All right, let's go to the NBA. The noted fan favorite here in Phoenix, Patrick Beverly, officially has been traded by the Jazz to the Lakers. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported around 8 o'clock last night that the Jazz and the Lakers were working on a trade to send Pat Bev to L.A., but like five, six minutes ago, Woj tweeted that the deal is done. So with Pat Bev and the Lakers, another team that Phoenicians absolutely despise, what is or could be the most hateable combination of an athlete and a team? So it doesn't have to have actually happened, but 
So we can go. Con- we can go conceptual here. Yes, yeah. because for me in basketball, this this is it. It just happened. Really, like this Pat, is it. Pat Bev and the Lakers for me is as as high as yeah, that that meter goes. Uh, if I had to go all time, if Robert Ori somehow joined the Dodgers, that, <laughs> that would be a bad one. Yeah, that would be pretty strong. Sport. Tom Brady joined the 49ers. That's my answer. Oh yeah. I, I was thinking Tom Brady on the Cowboys. Oh geez. Would be so oh, my goodness. in every possible way. That would. Oh, you might have just won that one, Jarrett. Tom Brady and the Cowboys. My brain can't even compute that. No, thank you. Or compute that, I guess. Um, Seabacher44 says Aaron Rodgers on the Rams, Russell Wilson on the Rams, or Tom Brady on the Rams. I think Seabacher44 really hates the Rams. Um, Nothing will ever top Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and the Spurs, says Steve Davis. A few people threw in Tim Duncan. You know, different different guys on the Spurs. Uh, Desert Dirtbag says, This combination wins of Pat Bev standing next to LeBron James wearing Lakers jerseys. It's hard to conceptualize because most of the time the reason you hate a player is because they're on a team that you also hate. For the most part, So it's yes. hard to think of a player that has been out there. I guess like Barry Bonds on the Dodgers would have been... Pretty gross. That would have been bad. That would have been pretty Although the bad. Dodgers at that time weren't what they are now. They, they they floundered for a long time. So Yeah. That's true. All right, let's go to our final question. I'm excited to dive into this one. We learned very early on in the show that unlike most men on this planet, Vince Marotta is not really that excited about dinosaurs. Why do, you, why do everybody <laughs> men? Women do not like dinosaurs? I think I think the enthusiasm... Dr. Ellie Sattler would disagree. I don't know who that is. Oh. Um, Jurassic I, Park. I don't remember character names from All anything. Right. So no, no shade to Jurassic Park. Uh, I think it's probably a higher concentration of excitement in men. I don't know if that's too general. No, I think that's accurate. Um, I vibe with dinosaurs. I don't think about them too much anymore. Uh, <laughs> the, old stereo- <laughs> the old stereotypes. Men like dinosaurs. Women be shopping. Oh, women do be shopping. <laughs> women be shopping. Okay. I, I do be shopping. Uh, sometimes for dinosaur shirts. and Sometimes we meet in the middle. The question is, what is something that you thought was the absolute coolest thing when you were a kid, but now as an adult, it's it doesn't really do anything for you? I have four, two that have already been mentioned. Major League Baseball. Oh, uh, dang. I, that is a popular answer, unfortunately, is it? It for is. the sport. Yeah, Yeah. Justin Prestigard submitted that one, along with many others. But he says, from age 5 to 24, I went to countless baseball games. Now I can count on one hand how many games I've been to since 03. Yeah, if you, you if you would have told me as a kid, like as much as I loved baseball as a kid, what my feeling about it as an adult would be, I wouldn't have believed you. So that, sure. that's a great answer. I uh, I used to think sleepovers were really cool. Now they're kind of creepy. Oh, sure. <laughs> I so. Really, I still I still enjoy well, you them. For me, um, I mentioned uh, dinosaurs, the genesis of this thing, and not that I dislike dinosaurs. It's you know, again, I'm not going to sit through eight movies about them. Yeah. Uh, wrestling. Raisins. I remember just eating raisins as a kid. I won't eat anything with a raisin in it now. Really? Yeah. Were you influenced by the California raisins? And how oh, yeah. That I was were? probably right in your... Uh, no, I'm talking way earlier. Yeah. Earlier than pre-California raisins. No, and uh, the last one, superheroes. Ooh. Loved superheroes as a kid. I was Vinnie Joe Batman as yeah. a kid. That's right. And now it's like, come on. 
Is there a superhero alive that hasn't had a movie made about them or nine? Yeah. There is, the, 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 the flood of movies to is too much. Question, there's not a superhero alive. So. Oh. Oh. But I, I would say that that's it's funny that there's no better time to be in the superheroes than right than now. Than right now. This is the time. Yeah. Between the, show, the shows and, and, and the movies. And I was down. Like when the Spider-Man movies came out, the ones with Tobey Maguire, yeah. I was in. And then all of a sudden it was like, I got 86 movies to that's watch. Like, f- who's who's yeah. got the time? Oh, Come on. That's a fistful yeah. of Spider-Mans ago. And now it's all the Disney Plus shows yes. as well that feed into each I other. It. It's too much. It's the too best. much. Uh, at AZ Sports Fan 602, something that he thought was super cool as a kid but no longer as an adult, Legos. Now I have to watch out for them on the floor because they are the death of me. Step on them. That hurts. Dave Leonard has such a good one. Staying up past midnight doesn't have the shine it used to. That's a great point. That is a... That's an unbelievable point. Very good by Dave Leonard. Uh, Benjamin Peterson, his answer, taking a bath with my brother. Uh, (laughs) Now, that's a great one. That's a great one. He says, as a kid, it was just another place to play and goof around. It was just a way for parents to conserve water and get two kids clean at once. Yeah. He says, if I did it now, I would need to see a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How about that? Fair one. Yeah. And then a lot of people just with a general, being an adult, yeah. doing adult things, having a job. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, there's some good ones, though. Halloween, uh, Disneyland, <laughs> yeah, lots of good ones. Just more proof that being an adult really is not all that great all the time. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on social studies. At Bickley underscore Murata is where all that happens. Coming up next, we got Mr. Miserable. And some Cardinals optimism from the one and only Charles Barkley. We'll tell you what he had to say next. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. He just seems like a miserable person, man. I call him Mr. Miserable. He never going to be happy. <laughs> Is it true? Every, I mean, everybody's giving him everything on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was a man in, in, in Oklahoma City. They loved him. He owned the entire state. And then he bolts on them and goes to the Warriors. He wins back-to-back championships, and he's still not happy. He goes to Brooklyn. They give him everything he wants, and he's still miserable. That's why I call him Mr. Miserable. <laughs> Charles Barkley on our show earlier today here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station on uh, Kevin Durant slash Mr. Miserable. And Charles brings up a point that others have made. Kevin Durant has had things go his way in his career. Um, and for him to be as unhappy as he was earlier in the summer with the Brooklyn Nets, you wonder if he can ever be fully happy or fully invested in, in what his team is trying to accomplish. And now with you know uh, other guys that are very, very familiar with dysfunction and drama, Bick, this is going to be, uh, at least for the beginning of the season, if this is just a temporary fix and the Nets still want to move Kevin Durant after January 15th, this is going to be a very fascinating experience. Oh, it really will be because I, I, I think that it, if that is the case, I think the Phoenix Suns are obviously going to be in play and which means it'll be very interesting to see if this basketball team in Phoenix feels compelled to change horses in the middle of a stream, which is not always advised, but again... When you take a look at the fact uh, of what Kevin Durant would bring you, the thing that Charles Barkley said, that even though Kevin Durant's Mr. Miserable, he wishes the Phoenix Suns would pull that deal off. Mm -hmm. Because he, like a lot of people, see that threesome as a super team that might really hit. 
and hit hard in a good way. It's. I mean, I agree with that, and that's part of the reason why I was in earlier this, this summer is because you, you got the faction of people over here that are saying Kevin Durant got sick of Brooklyn because he was sick of dealing with the drama. He mm-hmm. just wants to play basketball. Well, for the most part, Devin Booker and Chris Paul are two guys that just play basketball. Yeah, they don't deal in in, in the other stuff. Now that hasn't always been the case in Chris Paul's career, but since he's been in Phoenix, that certainly has been applicable. Uh, we know it's not going to happen. Um, but uh, Charles Barkley also had more to say about Kevin Durant. And if he's counted on as a leader, well, then look out. Oh, you know, all the old guys, they get mad when we say it. You pick it back on the Warriors to win his first champion, two championships. But if you go back and look at his career, as the best player in being a leader that all goes with that, he's been an abject failure. I mean, every time he's been like the guy who has to be the leader and the best player, uh, he has not had success. It's true. And that's what us old guys think about him until he becomes a leader and best player on a championship team where he has to deal with all responsibility, all the media stuff that goes with it, expectations. So we're always going to hold that against him. And I think Charles Barkley is right there, too. But again, it points back to the Suns as saying if they could have made that happen, you are not counting on Kevin Durant to be the leader face of the franchise. Yes, no. he might be your best player, but you've got two guys who are very, very equipped to handle the heavy lifting of being a leader. And Chris Paul, who's arguably the best leader we've seen in the last 25 years in mm-hmm. basketball, and Devin Booker is growing into that role. And you got a guy in Kevin Durant who knows how to close out big-time playoff series. Mm-hmm. He's a two-time NBA Finals MVP. So he obviously adds a piece the Suns could certainly use to get over the top. Uh, it just It's just a matter of whether or not, you know, you get to that point and what it looks like getting to that point. Because to me, when you when you start looking at some of these offers now that have been thrown in front of the Brooklyn Nets, if if DA gets off to a good start, I just I have a hard time believing and, and again, with all due respect with my love for Mikhail Bridges, he's clearly has to be part of a package going out the door. Mm-hmm. Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton and a whole host of draft picks, I, I, I can't fathom how that wouldn't be enough for Brooklyn. I really can't, especially given the quality of some of the offers that, that have been put in front of them. But Barkley said that, too. He's like, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, and, well, may, and maybe it'll sound better to the Nets come mid-January. Sure. I don't know. Remember what, what Kellen told us, too, that... It wasn't the Nets not liking DeAndre Ayton, the player. They didn't like necessarily what the contract situation would be like because it would have been a hard cap situation. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's so, right. Yeah, that, that might change in the future, too. Uh, if you're a Suns fan still scratching your head and getting uh, flashbacks from Game 7 against the Mavs, uh, Charles Barkley wants you to know that you're not alone. You know, I'm not normally shell-shocked in a game, watching a game. Uh-huh. But Game 7 was the most crazy thing I've probably ever seen from an NBA team at home in a game seven. Like, I know teams have lost game sevens at home, but the way that game was over at the end of the half. Uh, you know, we were sitting in the studio, and Shaq and Kenny and Ernie looked at me like, what's going on? I'm like, dude, I'm in total shock right now. I have zero idea 
what happened. I've never seen seen that situation before. Uh, but you see all the stuff that came out later. So it must have had some friction going on, and uh, it just boiled to a head. That's the only thing I could think of, to be honest with you. Yeah, we won't know about that friction, really, and how it was dealt with or how it was you know, you know brushed under the rug and, until we see this team, which is going to look largely the same. I still think there's a real big possibility Jay Crowder's not a part of this team on yeah. opening night. Yeah, I think I think that is going to be a definite change. and I don't necessarily think it's because they don't like Jay Crowder. I think they want to anoint Cam Johnson. Yeah, and I, I think, again, we don't know the reasons for it. Jay Crowder's Maybe I'm wrong. cryptic uh, unhappiness and, you know, and, and tweeting about wanting a change, that can't make you feel good about things. A guy who's been very, very important to what you've accomplished in the last two years, all of a sudden going into the, the last year of his contract, and maybe it's just that. Again, Kellen brought that up yesterday. Maybe it's the, the lack of a contract extension for Jay Crowder. Uh, one yeah, more, maybe. One yeah, more right. soundbite we want to play from uh, Charles Barkley. He asked us what we thought about the, uh, the Phoenix Suns, um, and uh, he He's very optimistic, but uh, he talks about Kyler Murray and about the Cardinals. Uh, did I get that? Sons, yeah. Yeah, my, my bad. Thanks, Jarrett. Um, he talks about Kyler Murray and uh, kind of relates one of his own stories to what Kyler Murray's going through right now. I, I like the controversy in the offseason with Kyler Murray. I like it because when you start holding your stars accountable, you know, I went through it with Jerry and I went through it with Cotton. You know, like, hey, when you're the man, you got to be the man. I'm like, it is what it is. I understand it. <laughs> so I like the fact they challenged him this offseason. And uh, I think it's going to really pay dividends going forward. Yeah. That's holding, interesting. Holding stars accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tried to hold Kyler Murray accountable in a way that we've never seen before. And that con- it's been stricken from the contract. But, again, it's out there. His accountability is a real thing now. He's the face of the franchise, undoubtedly. Yes, yes. and and getting him to the point where where he felt compelled to stage that press conference kind of shows you how shielded he's been to a lot of that criticism. And uh, yeah, and now that he knows it's out there, yeah, that is a form of 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 accountability. I'm with you on that. Yeah, uh, it's always good when Charles joins the show. If you missed it, you can catch up on that at ArizonaSports.com or the Arizona Sports app. Just announced, comedian Tom Segura is heading to Celebrity Theater for a special Netflix taping of his new world tour. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair of tickets now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Coming up next, the Thursday round of Mock My World. We'll do it next. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. We've got another rousing rendition of Mock My World coming up for you here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. But first, we've got to go to our website, ArizonaSports.com, as we always do at 930, to look at our poll question. Dan, Vince, how long can the Arizona Cardinals afford to wait on trading for a corner? Four options to vote on. Not any longer. They need one right now. They can wait a little longer. Just make the deal before week one of the regular season. They can wait a lot longer. See how it goes to start off the regular season. Or they don't need to trade for a corner. I I think the right answer is B. They can wait a little longer. 
just before, make it before the regular season? Yeah. Yeah, with that bye week before week one, I think that, that that's where it really becomes, okay, it, it's now territory. So, right. yeah, I think we're in agreement on B there. Okay. Um, our listeners, 54% of our listeners, I should say, say they, they cannot wait. They need to trade for a corner right this instant. 28% are with you, too. The Cardinals can wait a little bit. Just make sure there's a corner coming in before week one. 9% say they don't need to trade for a corner. 8% say, let's wait and see how the season starts off. Wow. 17% of our respondents, very patient people. Yes. The rarity in today's society. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah. That's today's Sanderson Ford Fall question. You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Bickley and Murata, mock my world. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it, you just didn't do it again. Are you mocking me? Thursday is Mock My World, where we all put our heads together and uh, we have a four-round draft on a certain topic, and then you vote on who wins. Last week, our topic I thought was a good one. Uh, football player nicknames. Jared Carlin won going away. Wow. 36% of the vote with his team of The Refrigerator, Megatron, Two Tall Jones, and Crazy Legs Hirsch. Uh, I finished second with 30%. Uh, Bick, you had just under 24%. Uh, young Zach, who was in for Sarah last Thursday, 10% of the vote. Ah, okay. uh, This week, uh, we are changing topics, as we do. It would be boring if we did <laughs> the same, same topic every week. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we doing the draft order? We picked it. Random.org. Uh, random.org? Okay, what's the, the draft order? order? Will be Dan Bickley, number one. Jarrett Carlin, number two. Sarah Cazell, number three. Vince Murata, number four. All right. And the subject on which we will be drafting, in honor of the Suns throwing it back 30 years to 1992-93 with their classic jerseys, the Sunburst jerseys, uh, best things from the 90s. Which is not my favorite decade. This is going to be really? no. It, I, I agree with you. I, I, that that was one of the things that stood out to me. Not the greatest of decades. Yeah, I mean, the first half of the decade had a lot more pop culture good stuff than the second half. Probably right. All right. So again, the uh, the uh, draft order: Bick first, Jarrett second, Sarah third. I'll go fourth. Four round snake style draft. Bick, what did you like in the nineties? The best thing about the nineties for me, the first answer is fairly obvious: Michael Jordan's Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. Bulls. All six championships won yeah. in the nineties. Team of the nineties. All right. I am going to start with. The type of music that was popular when I first started liking music, and it's still my favorite kind of music, grunge music. Grunge. Pearl Jam and Nirvana, Soundgarden. Oh, yeah. Oh. Alice in Chains. You're leaving the Chains. best one out, Jerry. Yep. <laughs> All right. I, as a child of the 90s, am very excited for this draft, even if you don't share my enthusiasm. Uh, I'm going to take probably my only sports pick, the 1992 Dream Team. Baby. That's a great one. That is a great Iconic. one. Oh, as a young, young basketball fan, I actually used to write letters to all my favorite NBA players. Did you really? <laughs> yes. And I would tell them how to pronounce my who, name. Who wrote you back? Nobody. How did you get their address? In grades? I don't even remember. Or did you write, like, I the team? I just handed it to my parents, and they took care of it. But oh, I wrote, like, they took care of it already. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Oh, yeah. John Stockton, Michael Jordan. Uh, I'm surprised Barkley, you never got one yeah, back. Then Johnson, Larry Bird. Santa's <laughs> oh, written back, so yeah. I know that they've... Oh, they've John Stockton has the same handwriting as my mom. <laughs> It's gorgeous. That's pretty funny. I hope your mom wore longer shorts, though. (laughs) My dad doesn't. Whoa! 
Uh, all right, back to me. I'm going to go, or to me for the first time, I'm going to go uh, something that changed all of our lives in the 90s, for better or worse, but uh, the advent of the internet. Oh. Became widely used in the yes. 90s. That the popularization of the internet. And then I will go with... My favorite sitcom of the 90s, Seinfeld. I almost picked that first. Yeah. Do you remember on the internet thing, do you remember when those 40, 80, 120 free hours of AOL discs used to be like currency? You've got mail. (laughs) Such a big deal to get those. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, going back to me. Yes. I am taking the thing that uh, we all thought would lead to everyone's retirements and did not. Beanie Babies. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that is that is rough. That, that is definitely 90s. Even yes. the valuable ones are not that valuable anymore. Yeah. My sister was way into Beanie Babies. All right, I'm going to go with my other favorite show from the... For, it, it technically began in 1989, but its best seasons were in the 90s, and its most biggest popularity were in the 90s. The Simpsons. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. No! <laughs> 90s era Simpsons was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, my turn. Yep. yep. Two picks uh, for you. I will take West Coast Rap. Tupac and Snoop and Dr. Dre. Are you trying to start a war Love up in that here? Stuff. <laughs> Love that guy. And I will take the sport of college basketball in the Ooh. 90s was fabulous. You had the Fab Five. You had Duke. Yeah, you had Loyola Marymount. You had it the was running Rebs. It was the best. You had Eric Montross in the, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah. The U of A Wild. Who was that? Who was that big? That sucked. Who was that big dorky center who played for Kansas? Greg, Greg Ostertag. Greg yeah. Ostertag. What a dork! <laughs> and he was on. I don't know uh, if he jazz? still. I don't know if he still does. But for a long time, he played rec rec league hockey in Scottsdale. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, Luke played against him a lot. What? Yeah. Can you imagine that guy on skates? No. Like nine feet tall. Great. <laughs> Do you ever listen to Luke Lipinski, Jarrett? <laughs> I made it like 30 seconds one day. Record. <laughs> and I veered off the road as true. Losing consciousness. Isn't that weird? Yeah. All right. Whose turn is it? Uh, uh, that would be yours, Jerry. Yeah, my turn. Okay. <laughs> We're doing the best things from the 90s. I'm going to go with a game system that revolutionized the way people play games. The Game Boy. Ooh. The first popular portable video game system. That's well done. That's very well done. Uh, I'm going to take... One of my favorite shows growing up, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fresh Prince. Whatever happened to that Will Smith guy? He's been kind of out of the news. I haven't heard about him. Quiet life. Uh, I'm going to go. That guy slaps, too. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) The guy slaps more than his songs do. Oh. Uh, I'm going to. Don't just get jiggy with it. Jarrett, I'm going to piggyback off you. Uh, I like the way you were thinking with the game system. But you picked the wrong one. Sega! Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis. I didn't want to have people have to pick between whether they were a Genesis kid or a Super Nintendo kid. Yeah. Was that divisive? Oh, yeah. Was, it was like party right. I never had both. I only had the Genesis. Uh, and I'll go, I'll go campy here. Who didn't love Baywatch in the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. All right, with my Back final you, pick, Sarah. I'm taking the ever-so-iconic Spice Girls. 
have to, right? The Spice Absolutely. Girls and Fresh Prince. Dang. This is my and decade, Beanie Babies. Baby. This yes. is this is my decade. Jared, your final pick. Mm, boy, there's a lot to pick here. I'm. I don't want to go too general, so I'm going to go specific. Stay in the world of video games. And something near and dear to Dan Bickley's heart, NBA Jam. Oh, yeah, just seminal yeah. video. One of the seminal oh, video oh, games. Neil. Of the <laughs> oh my god, he's Boom, on fire! <laughs> I, I, shakalaka. <laughs> I love those NBA Jam shirts that now everyone has. Yeah, they're outstanding. Yeah. Oh, I guess. They? I guess I was just looking it up. I guess technically Game Boy was released at the end of 1989. Is that still a valid pick? Yeah, because yeah, it was, it was huge most popular. It was most popular in the 90s. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. You're just picking everything that started in the 80s. Way to follow the rules, Jared. No, no. Well, popular. <laughs> well, most the popular. internet technically started in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. When it was most popular. But, right. but, it, but, it, but, but you're right, Vinny. It was popularized in the 90s. So I. All right. So. What? Last pick. Last pick for me. One of the greatest movie characters of all time. One of the best things about the 90s. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh. Boy, there's so much that we left here. I, Tanya Harding, <laughs> Buster that, that, Douglas, Carrie Strug, yeah, oh, Carrie Strug, all the infamous, that great gymnastics team in '96, all the infamous the things. Seven. Also, like the, that's it, the Magnificent Seven. Who, all right, go ahead, Jared. The OJ, the OJ Simpson chase and the trial. Oh my gosh, you know that. What's a more '90s than that? Now, just to clarify, you picked specifically West Coast rap, not gangster rap in in general. Yeah, West Coast. Yeah, West, West Coast. Coast rap. He's representing the West Coast. Stop uh, coughing, Jared. <laughs> Friends. The TV show Friends. Uh, Friends is overrated. Titanic. I, agree with that. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yo-yos. Sarah Titanic. Oh, Titanic girl. absolutely. Well, you know, my mom tried to cover my eyes in movie theater for certain parts, but Whoops. I, I still saw. You I didn't pulled up see a couple it. of websites that had their list of the best things of the 90s. How's the Macarena number 32? Who likes that? That's no, stupid. That's terrible. <laughs> Lisa Frank School Supplies. I, I love it. Oh, my ladies out there. I know you feel me on that one. All right. Hot pink dolphins. Bick has the uh, Michael Jordan's Bulls, West Coast Rap College Basketball, and Hannibal Lecter. Jarrett went with Grunge, The Simpsons, Game Boy, and NBA Jam. Sarah's got the 92 Dream Team, Beanie Babies, Fresh Prince, and Spice Girls. And I went with the Internet, Seinfeld, Sega Genesis, and Baywatch. We'll get this up on Twitter. You determine who's got the best team of things made up from 90s great things. See what I did there? Uh, uh, we'll get uh, that up at uh, Bickley underscore Murata. To mock my world every Thursday, some final thoughts on this Thursday. Coming up next, Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Song of the Day. Grunge Rock, we weren't going to play Pearl Jam, by the way. Alice in Chains, the title track off their first album. Shut up, Jarrett! <laughs> well, when it comes to grunge, if you got a choice, you're picking Alice in Chains every time. All day long. All day long. I would rank them, I would go, I think I'd go Alice 1... Into Chains 3. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know who I'd have too. My Soundgarden or Pearl Jam, I believe. Nirvana's drop weight. I don't think cheating because my favorite grunge band is not from Seattle. Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, they're from San Diego. Yeah. Are they less yeah, they grungy? Were, they were excellent. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You, you don't have to be from Seattle to be grunge. Yeah, That's right. true. Yeah, so I think Stone Temple Pilots would be second for me. Sound, Probably Pearl Jam, then Soundgarden, then Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana just hasn't put anything new out in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too soon? Yes. Uh, there you go. But their drummer, their former drummer's pretty good in Queens of the Stone Age. That Dave Grohl guy, you ever hear him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, familiar. yeah, him. Whatever happened to that guy? Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, Alice in Chains, We Die Young, today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Oh, sticking with the 90s theme. Remember this music? Yeah, I do. This is, uh, what is this? This is, um, it's the main title screen for NBA Jam. Yeah, that's that's the, what this when is. You pick your players, oh, Neil. So your daily dose of Vinnie Joe trivia today is NBA Jam related. The original arcade version, I think arcade version. Uh, the original ranking or uh, duos on NBA Jam. Can you name the follow the duos for the uh, following teams? The Suns. The Bulls, the Lakers, the Spurs, and the Magic. Oh, boy. Well, the Suns were Barkley and Marley. Yes. The Bulls oh, were. were. The Bulls, I, I think, the weird thing about this, I don't think Michael Jordan was in the game. He so, wasn't. So it was, the Bulls were Pippen and Coach. No. Not originally. Eventually, but not originally. Pippen and B.J. Armstrong? B.J. Armstrong? No. Oh. Pippen and Ron Harper? No. Wow. Another guy that was on their first three championship teams. Think, Pippen and... Think goggles. Oh, oh, it was Pippen and Horace Grant. Horace That's right. Grant. Horace Grant. That's right. why no one took the Bulls in NBA Jam. Yeah. Lakers. Okay. Lakers would have been... Vladi Divac. Yes. And Nick Van Exel. No. Oh. That was a, in a version of it. Eddie Jones. No. James Worthy. James Worthy is correct. Did you pick these teams because this the superstar was not? No, I just picked oh, the teams random. that I thought were relevant at the time. Uh, Spurs. David Robinson. Yeah. Sean Elliott. Yes. And the Magic. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. And Penny Hardaway. No. Oh. Shaquille O'Neal and Dennis Scott. No, another guard. Once coached the Phoenix Sun. Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles. Oh, wow. Man, your memory's way better. I do remember playing in the arcade and I don't know, getting stuck with like the Dallas Mavericks who were right. just who was their dog crept. It was Mike Isolino. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who Isolino was paired with. But yeah. Uh, in doing research for the 90s, Mock My World, do you know Carmen San Diego? You remember that whole oh, thing? Yeah. Where in the world is that? Exactly. Girl? Do you know Carmen San Diego had a, na- a middle name, and that middle name was Isabella? Really? 
Norman Isabella San Diego. Yeah, weird. Any relation to Andy? That's my point. <laughs> uh, final note: Did you guys watch the uh, the Amazing Race on CBS? I used to watch it religiously. It's a Did gr- you? It, it remains a great show. You know who's going to be on it this season? Rex Ryan is one of the com- oh competitors with one of his golf buddies, a 40-year-old probation officer named Tim Mann. They're going to be traveling the globe together. Wow. On that note, That's amazing. Kurt Warner is going to be on Celebrity Family Feud this season. Is he? Yes. Oh, I'm jealous. I tried out for that show once. That's going to do it for us. Charles Barkley joined us. Thanks to him. Thanks to Derek Hall. We'll catch you for the Friday edition tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Have a great day, everybody.